welcome to Destiny Moments with your host, Dana Ferrin. I just want to take this time to welcome everyone who has taken the time out to listen um, to this podcast. Um, for those of you who've never met me, never heard of me, um, I just want to introduce myself, really. You know, I will do that every podcast that I, that I you know, record. But anyways, guys, just bear with me. I'm still getting used to this new platform. Um, so my name is Dana Ferrin and I am the author of Transition how to get from here to a place called there. Um, if you want to connect with me, you know, on social media, um, you can connect with me on Instagram as Dana Ferrin, that is D-A-H-N-A. -A. Um, well, as it says in my name when you see the title. So yeah, um, you can also connect with me on Facebook and Twitter at Dana O. Ferrin. So today we are going to talk about, you know, the topic, I believe. You see, I'm thinking about it randomly because there's so many topics that's rounding off in my head, um, but I want to remain focused. So I think I'm going to continue um, from the recap that I did on the interview that I did um, last Sunday. Well, not last Sunday, it's still this Sunday gone. Um, it, my interview um, with Dr. Heather Brobby and, you know, my fellow co-hosts, um, it's going to be aired on the 23rd of February at 6pm on Dimpas TV. That's D-I-N-P-A-S TV. I think it's on YouTube and on Facebook. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. And, you know, please do reach out to me and let me know what you think. Um, but just to really continue on, you know, the topic that's been in my head all day, um, I really just wanted to talk about um, rejection and I don't just want to talk about it in a sense where I'm bashing the, the rejector but I just wanted to kind of give a few points on how to handle because I think sometimes when we talk about rejection we literally skirt around the topic of rejection but you know I'm all about you know giving tools and sharing practical tools and principles as to how you know you can overcome um, those emotions of rejection because it's normal and every single person that will ever be born into this earth and that has been born into this earth at some point in your life you would have encountered um, the spirit of rejection you know there's you know what I what I started to think about you know over the last few days was that there's just so many different types of rejection you know there's familial rejection i.e rejection from the family you know you can encounter rejection in a workplace i.e when you propose a new idea and it's shut down by your manager by your colleagues by your boss you know you're ostracized because of you know your difference you know you know there's there's church rejection you know there's 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 relational rejection there's there's self-rejection you know because many times we focus on other people rejecting us but in in fact you know i truly believe that you know after encountering so many different types of rejection if it's not handled properly i.e but you know taking it to the lord you know in prayer and if you're not saved you know going to counseling and processing you know the deep wounds and pain of rejection you could in turn you know turn on yourself and start to reject your own self and that's known you know as self-rejection and you know, for a season in my life, I literally went through that. You know, I, I started to believe the voice of rejection because, you know, how many of you out there listening? Rejection has a voice. And many times, especially, you know, because I know that my foundation was deep rooted in rejection. I realized that for the first, you know, few years of my teenage years, of my, you know, of my adolescent stage and also early adulthood, 
a lot of the things that I interpreted was literally based on that root of rejection and it's coming through you know my my place of healing and wholeness I'm recognizing um that a lot of the things that I thought I saw a lot of the things I thought I experienced you know I realized that I was processing those emotions you know from a place of rejection and you know when the Holy Spirit began to show me my purpose and show me the purpose of why things did not work out the way I wanted it to you know at that moment in my life and in that stage I started to see the bigger picture and so one of the things I shared you know in my interview was that rejection it's always a capacity issue um number one it's a capacity on both parties both the rejecter and the person being rejected so the person doing the rejection you know the person who's rejecting you they don't have the capacity to handle you or to take you to the place where you are purposed to go to. And it's not to say that they're not good enough or that you're better um, than them. It, it's just a matter of, you know what, where you're going. They just don't have the character. They don't have the emotions. They don't have the mental capacity. They don't have the intestinal fortitude. And when I say intestinal fortitude, it's not to sound overly intelligent, but it's just it just means inner strength. You know, every level requires a certain level of strength. And so what you find is that oftentimes relationships are ruined because we're dragging people to levels and places that they they just don't have the capacity to stand with you and so when God began to heal my perspective and he started to, to, to uproot and to cut out the root of rejection I started to see my friends from my past differently I stopped being bitter because I realized that the truth be told is that God had not qualified them to go with me and so rather than being bitter and being angry with them for not being strong enough you know and there were also places that God was taking them that I couldn't handle you know my character wasn't able to go with them so I always tell people is that when you're experiencing rejection the first thing you do is process the pain you know identify the pain of rejection identify it for what it really is it's rejection you know also process the way you're feeling in that moment and don't rush yourself one of the things I used to do and I don't you know encourage anyone else to do it but we're all human so I'm sure we do it it's that when something happens we're always in a rush to just get over it and you know it's the culture that we're in you know social media you know we're in a culture where everything is fast and so even with our pain and even with our wounds you know we're always you know we have the mindset that you know oh just get over it you know oh this happened five years ago this happened you know 10 years ago you need to get over it rather than just deal with the process you know the pain the wounds the trauma you know of why you're feeling that pain and what I find is that pain, you know, it's a teacher. Pain, it's a revealer. And, you know, when you refuse to deal um, with the pain, you know, of your past, oftentimes, you know, we can get away with suppressing that pain for so long. But it just takes sometimes not just major things. It can just take one little thing to trigger you and it will force you to face it. And so rejection was one of my main things that I used to suppress. So when someone would reject me, I would just hide it. I would just smile and thought, you know, whatever, it's your loss. But I never really allowed myself to feel the pain. Um, I'll, I'll share a personal example of, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've, I believe I've experienced rejection in all the areas that I've that I've mentioned early in this podcast. But I remembered um, it was a few years ago. In fact, it was when my uncle died. And I mean, the utmost respect to all my family members that may hear this, like I'm not 
you know making a dig at anyone because I know I'm loved you know by my family in their own unique way um but I remembered going around a particular family member a few years ago you know it was after you know a funeral my uncle's funeral and you know everyone was still in pain and shock we were still grieving trying to process everything but I remembered having that deep sense of not being wanted um you know not by everyone there was just one particular person that no matter how much I was showing them love and just trying to be there for them they just would not accept the love and in turn I felt like that was a personal dig at me it felt like you know they were rejecting me but as the years have gone by and as the Lord started to heal me I started seeing things you know, I started seeing things differently. I started seeing it from a place of healing, from a place of, you know, of love. And I realized that the issue wasn't necessarily me, it was them. You know, I've learned that sometimes even when you're loving and you're giving, not everyone has the capacity to receive. You see, I always say to people, rejection is a capacity thing. And we always say, oh, they don't have the capacity to handle you or to take you to the next level. But some people, they don't even have the capacity to receive, you know, the fullness of the love that God has placed in you for them. And so one of the biggest things that God has had to deliver me from, you know, in, you know, in my experience with rejection is that, you know, though I have a lot to give to that person and though I might see the potential in them, especially when it comes to a relationship, you know, in terms of um, with a, between a man and a woman, you might see the potential of that person. But if they don't believe and if they don't have the same vision of themselves, you will find that you will be in a place of where they will reject you because the truth is, is that they're not ready. They're not ready to see themselves for who they really are in Christ and I always tell people you know especially when you're courting or when you're dating it's important that you share you know the vision it's important that you 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 talk about fu the future not just about your past or about your present but about your future because you need to know that you're on the same page and it's important that you both have you know the uh, a, a similar view or I say you know a similar perspective based on where you're going you don't have to be doing the same thing you know I'm taking snippets off you know from from a, a, a Facebook live that I watched um earlier this evening um, by Minister Tasha Thomas and she was talking about the fact that you know when you're when you're in a relationship you know whether it's marriage or you're working towards a marriage you don't have to be doing the same thing, but it's just respecting and honoring each other. But the point I'm coming from here is that sometimes you can see more for a person than themselves. And what you find is that when you start to push them or try to bring them to a level that they're not yet ready, you will find that you're going to experience rejection because, again, they don't have the physical capacity. They don't have the spiritual or the mental capacity to go where you're going. And the truth be told is that when you're on a journey um, to your purpose, when you're on a journey to pursuing your destiny, pursuing your identity in Christ, it doesn't just take the spiritual aspect of you. One of the things I always talk about is the fact that, you know, in First Thessalonians chapter 5, I believe verse 23, it talks about man, you know, being spirit, soul and body. Okay, paraphrase, you can read it for yourself. But man is a trichotomy. We are spirit, soul and body. So when it comes to going after your destiny, one of the pictures that God showed me said, Dana, you when you start to see manifestation, you will know that you are in sync and that you are in alignment with your spirit, soul and body. The problem is with a lot of people and we're completely going on a whole new tangent here. But the problem is a lot of people are believing God, you know, when we receive a prophetic word, you know, and this is all to do with rejection. And I'll, I'll explain why, you know, when we receive a prophetic word, we'll say, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Here is the thing. Your spirit has received that word. 
But how you know that your spirit, soul and body has received that word is that you, in your spirit, man, you receive the seed of the word. Naturally, you start now to seek God and you start to apply yourself. So let's say, for example, you know, the prophetic word is you're going to own your first house. And if it's a specific prophet, he'll be like, you're going to own your first house in the next three years. Now, what you do is you receive the word in your spirit, man. You guard it, you worship, you praise, you sow a seed, whatever. And you guard that word in your heart. But it's not enough to do that. Physically now, you have to start, you know, applying yourself in prayer. Always remembering in prayer and spirit. Lord, okay, you said I'm going to own my first house. Lord, give me the clarity. Give me the strategy as to how I'm going to own this house. And then God will start to lead you. He might give you an idea how to create money so that you can invest, you know, in your first property. Or he will lead you into certain arenas and certain places, you know, that will grant you the knowledge and, you know, the necessary resources in order for you to get your first house. But one of the things God began to show me, he says, as humans, we are like buckets, okay? When he pours his word, it's like pouring water into a bucket. Now, if your bucket has a hole in it, what will happen? You will pour the water in the bucket, but because of the hole at the bottom, it's going to come right back out. And the Lord began to show me, he says, when our soul is broken, that is where a lot of prophetic words, you know, are, are, are lost. That's where a lot of prophetic words are aborted. It's not necessarily that you've rejected the word, but because of a broken soul, because of certain things, example, for example, like rejection, whether it's abandonment, rejection, lust, you know, abuse, all these different things that the enemy sends, you know, as, as tears, you know, according to Matthew chapter 13, that he sows it in our lives, you know, causes us to be broken. We are unable to receive the word. So what God has to do, he has to take us through a process of wholeness. And, you know, that's how God began to show me, said, Dana, that's where the purpose in your process had to come in because the purpose of the process was to make you whole again and you will know when you're in wholeness is that you know when God has truly healed your soul all those broken areas you know that the wounds of your soul you know you will find that words will stick to you and will start to bear fruit so I, I hope that made sense so how does this tie in with rejection you know as I'm as I'm doing this you know I'm, I'm just speaking I'm flowing as the Lord is giving me utterance and I just see many of you you've been in church for how many years and you've received prophetic words but the truth be told is that you receive that word in a place of brokenness and what the enemy has done he's almost you know not almost because you know the enemy is not more powerful than God but he's tried to steal your word or he you know he he's literally no let's not say he has he's stolen your word but here's the, the, the truth here's the truth of the matter I serve a God who was able to restore and who is able to do better. So whether it's, you know, a prophetic word about a husband, about a car, about your healing and your deliverance. Here's the thing. We serve a God of a second chance, not just a second chance. He gives us chances after chances, excuse me, after chances, after chances. And so what I would say to everyone is that, you know, you know, speak first Peter chapter five, verse 10 over your life and ask the Lord to align you spirit, soul and body. So that the next time you receive a word, you're not just receiving the word in your spirit, but you because your spirit soul you know and body aren't in sync and you know this that's what wholeness looks like that's what i believe you know 
I believe it's, you know, third John and two, it talks about a prosperous soul. That's what a prosperous soul looks like is that literally when your spirit, soul and body are in sync. And so this is literally, you know, this whole part of this podcast that I'm talking about, it's literally, it's leading me to a place where I want to talk about next is that sometimes you can encounter rejection so many times that you end up rejecting yourself. And you can always tell when someone has rejected themselves, because no matter how much you encourage that person and no matter how much you pour into them and you, you know, you speak good things and you see great things for them, they just can't see it. And the truth be told is that they've allowed disappointment they've allowed rejection to become a part of their identity but you know truth be told i'm here to encourage you know those who are listening and those who will listen listen um to this this you know series or or this you know this episode is just to encourage you that literally that god you know he's he's able he's able to restore you he's able to restore your perspective you know of who you are and he's also able to restore your perspective of him one of the things I will always encourage you to do is pray and ask the Lord to always give you his perspective. I remembered in the first few years of my, you know, process, I remembered asking the Lord to help me to see things, you know, the way he sees it because I didn't trust myself to see anything. You know, there were there were there were propositions, there were relationships, there were job opportunities, you know, very low to be honest when I look at it now where I'm standing and the things that God is doing in my life now. I realized that I was settling low. I was settling in a very low place. I was settling in terms of my relationships, you know, what I thought God had for me. I was literally, I was settling, you know, and it's now when I'm, when I look at where I am and I'm not settling here because I know that there's more that God has for me. But when I think about what I was willing to settle for, you know, back in 2016, I'm so glad that God allowed rejection to take place. And so oftentimes I would say to people is that when God sees that you're settling, you know, below, you know, what he has called you to, he will often allow rejection to take place. You see, I truly believe not everything is God sent, but there's some things that are God allowed. So he won't necessarily send, you know, sickness and he won't send grief, you know, not grief, sorry. He won't send grief, you know, or bereavement your way, but he will allow it he will use it to work for your good and for your purpose and so I just want to encourage you know someone out there just to, to let you know that literally you know it's time to dream again you know it's time to take the garment of self-rejection it's time to take the garment of familial um, rejection but you know I just really want to go into the final part of this podcast just to encourage you you know how I dealt with rejection so I don't know if I finished the story I was talking about um yeah I did I rounded it up with saying that you know after experiencing that familial rejection I realized that the rejection wasn't necessarily about me but it was in her inability to accept herself and so I found if I can't love myself if I can't accept myself if I have rejected myself then I'm going to reject others and so I believe it was Rick Warren he said this he said that you know we see things the way we see ourselves so you know I've learned that if I have a bad view of who I am I will see other people in a bad way but also the flip side to that is that if you have a, a, a healthy perspective of who you are in Christ you also fall into the trap of seeing good in everyone so much that you can miss 
the red flags and that's something that happened to me between the the year 2015 you know to 2019 where I kept falling I kept seeing people you know in such a good light that the truth be told they were sent by the enemy to derail me and to throw me off purpose but you know God you know had the final say and he is literally he's literally realigning me with what he has called me to do and so you know I just really want to encourage for those who have you know encountered severe rejection and abandonment to the point where you now think you know if everybody hates you and you know you feel like people have rejected you so much that you can't even see the beauty in you um i just pray you know i believe it's jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 to 5 um he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb and i think there was another scripture um psalm chapter i believe it's one i believe it's one three six you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I can't believe I've forgotten that scripture. See, that's what happens. Let me just reach for my Bible because it's important that I find um, this scripture. Someone needs to hear, you know, um, this particular scripture. I believe it's Psalm 139. That's it. So Psalm 139 uh, verse 14. To 15 and it says i'm reading the amplified version it says i will confess and praise you for you are fearful and wonderful and for the awful wonder of my birth wonderful are your works and that my inner self knows right well my frame was not hidden from you when i was being formed in secret and intricately and curiously wrought as if embroidered with various colors in the depths of the earth a region of darkness and mystery you know god took the time out to literally create you and make you you know in his image and you know yes though we were born in sin and shape you know in in iniquity you know there, there was a set plan and purpose that God had for each and every one of us. I believe it's also in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 to 6. It talks about, about us being chosen, you know, being accepted. You know, there's so many scriptures, especially in the New Testament, you know, about us being accepted, you know, by him. He loved us before the foundation of the world. And so these are scriptures that I meditated on. But for those of you who aren't in church and you don't really, you know, hear, you don't really, you know, listen, you know, to, to the word, you don't, you don't go to church, you, you, you're not you don't read the bible i just want to encourage you just listening to this that listen you are loved you are accepted by god now here's the thing you know he doesn't agree with everything that we do you know if you are a parent listening to this you don't agree with everything your children do but nevertheless it cannot not there's nothing that they can or cannot do that will replace the love that you have for them because you birthed them into this world you know and it's the same for us with god is that there's nothing that we can or cannot do that will that will make him love us less and so those are some of the truths that i held on to you know as a believer you know dealing with the spirit of rejection and there is another thing that God taught me, you know, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 14. You know, when you when someone does not receive you, even the Bible says it, you dust your feet off and you keep it moving. You know, so I always say to people is that your value, you know, is, you know, you, you, you know, rejection only hurts when you place your value on the rejecter. So if you keep putting high value on a person that has that keeps rejecting you, that's when you're going to feel it. But if you're in a place where, you know, where you're honest and you say, you know what, it means nothing to me. If you, you know, doesn't don't talk to me anymore. If you don't call me anymore, if you take that value off of that person, you know, in terms of, you know, your relationship with them, 
then you will find that rejection will not affect you the way it has. And so when I started to apply that principle to my life, you know, based on, you know, what my mentor taught me at the time, I, I started to take the value off of people the minute they rejected me. In fact, before they even, you know, before we get deeper into relationships, whether it's, you know, as friends or whatever, um, I literally put it where my value is in Christ. My value comes from being in Christ, not based on this relationship. This relationship does not make me or break me. I go in with that mindset, you know, I go in with the fact that this could only be a seasonal relationship. And no matter what happens, I release them with peace and love. And I find that when I do that, don't get me wrong if rejection happens or if the relationship ends in a way that I didn't you know think it was ideal or I didn't want it to end in that way it does hurt and I give myself time to process that pain but these are scriptures that I've just shared with you like Psalm 139 verse 14 to 15 you know Ephesians 1 verse 4 to 6 you know Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 to 5 and Psalm 23 all these scriptures you know that appease my heart and my spirit in the time of rejection and so the more I read God's word is the more I'm able to accept, you know, myself in him. So, guys, you know, I know it's been, a, you know, I've spent quite a long time talking about this. So we're going to delve into this more because I want to talk about the different signs, you know, of rejection, how to identify when you are being rejected. And also, you know, and I've just spoken about it, you know, from a spiritual aspect, you know, how to pray through dealing with rejection. But we're going to we're going to look at the different types of rejection, you know, a bit closer next time. But I just pray that. God will keep you and he will protect you and may he pour you know into you and may these words that I've spoken um tonight may they act as a balm you know in your broken heart if you are experiencing a broken heart as a result of rejection and just know as I said you are accepted you are loved you know feel free to reach out to me comment you know if you're watching this if you're listening to this via YouTube or Facebook feel free to reach out to me and let me know how this podcast has blessed you and if you have any topics or any questions that you would like for me to answer on the next podcast, please feel free to reach out to me. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Destiny Moments with Dana Ferrin. Take care. Goodbye.